Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Susanna Rankenberg has supported independent tech news directly for five years. Be like Susanna. Become a DTNS member at patreon.com slash DTNS. This is the Daily Tech News for Monday, March 25th, 2019 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. And from Five Feet Productions in another part of L.A., this is Allison Sheridan. And uh, from L.A. County, I'm the show's producer, Roger Chang. Yeah, we get it. We're all from Los Angeles. It's not, it's not <laughs> special anymore. It's important for us to discern that we're in different parts of L.A. <laughs> hey, but hey, uh, we have all the Apple announcements to get to today, uh, and there were quite a few of them. They took more than 90 minutes to say. We'll take less time to explain them. Let's start with a few tech things you should know. Motherboard reported that Kaspersky Labs found malicious actors had compromised a server for a software update tool from Asus, causing it to install a malicious backdoor to thousands of computers over five months back in 2018. The file, dubbed Shadowhammer, appeared as a signed update from Asus, and researchers estimate it hit roughly 500,000 machines. The malware would look for a particular MAC address and then call back to a fake Asus support site to download a second-stage backdoor. Sources tell Bloomberg that Uber will announce its acquisition of Dubai-based ride-hailing service Kareem Networks FZ. Uber reportedly paying $1.4 billion in cash plus an additional $1.7 billion in notes that can be converted to Uber shares. A Kareem operates in 90 cities across 15 countries, offering food and package deliveries, bus services, and scheduled rides. Has more than a million drivers and is valued at around a billion dollars as of its last funding round in 2016. Sources also tell Bloomberg that YouTube has canceled plans for high-end dramas and comedies as part of a pullback from paid original streaming content. The shift will mean that all content on YouTube will eventually stream for free with ad support, although release strategies for existing content is still undetermined. Now, we've got a couple of more stories before we get to the Apple stuff. First, Second Measure, which is a company that analyzes anonymized debit and credit card purchases for trends, estimates that U.S. consumers spent more money on Airbnb last year than they did on Hilton-owned brands. 
that would make Airbnb the second largest lodging seller in the United States, second to Marriott, which of course a couple of years ago gobbled up Starwood, so they're pretty big. Airbnb has been adding hotel bookings in partnership with boutique hotels as well as through its acquisition of Hotel Tonight. So it's not just Airbnb the way you think of it. There's also traditional hotel bookings in that number. Second Measure's data collection, however, does not represent people traveling from abroad or people that use corporate cards. So uh, those numbers would be different if you include work. Although there's some corporate cards and people from traveling abroad using Airbnb, so it'd be interesting to see how that changed. Uh, but nonetheless, it's a milestone that Airbnb just just becoming a lodging seller, not, not a, a newbie disruptor. Yeah, you know, Airbnb, and I've been an enthusiastic user since its early days, used to be a, well, you know, I don't always need to stay in a hotel. I don't really want that expensive room service. Nice to have a kitchen. Nice to feel like I'm in someone's home. Airbnb is a completely different company now. And yeah, so it's not as if you don't like the hotel experience and that's why you're using Airbnb, or at least it, that is what it's pushing less and less. Uh, I wonder how hotels that continue to see Airbnb, especially with the acquisition of Hotel Tonight, encroaching on on their brand as offering more perks to people in order to compete better. Allison, I know you travel a lot. Do you, do you find yourself using Airbnb at all or more? I definitely do. Um, I, I kind of vacillate around between a couple of those types of products, you know, HomeAway and... Um, Oh, what are the other ones? There's VRBO one. is another. Yeah, VRBO is seeming to come on pretty strong now. Um, I tend to be a, a hotel person in general, but just uh, just used, I think it was VRBO to book a trip to Canada to stay on a lake, and I was unable to find what I wanted on Airbnb. Hmm. So, I don't know. Um, Home Away owns VRBO. I didn't know that. Oh, look at that. I would have thought it was the other way around. And Expedia owns them both. Oh, <laughs> Huh. Um, I wonder where Expedia fits in the list of the top three. Four. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah. Telegram version 5.5 has added the ability for users to delete any messages in one-on-one or group chats, even if they were not the sender. This would affect all threads and inboxes the messages were sent to, though it doesn't affect notifications. It also doesn't affect users of Telegram prior to version 5.5. Telegram founder Pavel Durov says this was needed to allow users to delete communication that could be taken out of context years later and provide complete control. Now, call me crazy, but I might argue that taking, (laughs) taking something out of a conversation might also confuse context and change it somewhat years later, but I get where they're going with this. Yeah, that does seem weird. Now, I I did some experiments uh, with Stephen Getz to make sure I understood exactly what was changing here because I'm a big Telegram user and you can type something and then say, oh, I want to delete that. And one of your options says delete for you and the other person. And it does indeed disappear from the other person's side. But you can also delete something they wrote in prior to this new version, version 5.5. You could delete something they wrote, but it only disappears for you. So the big yeah, difference here is you're disappearing. Messages and, and Facebook Messenger has worked in the past too. Yes, yeah, but this yeah, is WhatsApp disappearing their stuff. Yeah, no one, uh, unsend is something that a lot of other messaging apps have done. No one has allowed you to delete a message you didn't send from someone else's inbox. And that is a particularly controversial uh, move. I, I know Durov yeah. is saying this, this gives you con- complete control, but it gives you complete control of, over things other people said. Uh, and there's no notification here that says you deleted it. There's no little space that says, oh, message was deleted. Uh, so you you could use this for nefarious purposes. Yeah, I'm 
with Sarah, this sounds like it could very likely change and make the conversation you had look completely different mm-hmm. from what actually happened. <laughs> yeah. well, if you send me a message, Sarah, when did you start robbing banks? And I'd say, <laughs> I never robbed a bank. And you go, delete. And then my next thing is like, ha, 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 because I'm talking about something else. I mean, it, it, you know, you could, you could see where this could get complicated quick. Anonymous parts suppliers and software developers tell the Wall Street Journal that Nintendo is planning two new Switch consoles for later this year. One will be targeted at avid video gamers, but it's still going to be less powerful than the PS4 Pro or the Xbox One X. The other would be a cheaper model that will lose features like vibration and supposedly be marketed as a successor to the Nintendo 3DS. The report claims that both these new models of the Switch will be announced at E3 and possibly be available in time for the holiday shopping season. Yeah, everybody's excited about new switches. <laughs> See, if Patrick Beja were here, he'd be super excited. Well, yeah. sure. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't know. Anything that's new from uh, Nintendo in time for the holiday season is going to get people excited. And yeah. it sounds like some of this will be more affordable options than than what they have now. The the one that has me with the most questions, actually making a Switch that, that is a successor to the 3DS sounds risky if you pitch it that way, but I can totally see how they do it. Uh, one for avid video gamers, I'm not sure how you make that pitch if it's not going to be as powerful as the PS4 Pro or Xbox One X. I don't know what the things you add that make people excited about that are. Uh, if you're, it, they're not saying hardcore in this Kotaku report, they, the uh, wall street journal apparently says avid video gamers, but still, is it just higher resolution? Is it, is it a more powerful processor? Even if it's not quite as powerful, a lot of questions there. Uh, definitely the kind of thing we'll wait till E3 to really evaluate, but intriguing that Nintendo would do spinoffs because they, they generally are exempt from that. They generally don't do like PS4 slim or ps4 pro kind of stuff uh that both microsoft and sony often do but they uh, people love those switch consoles so having more different ones Mm -hmm. that's awesome yeah hey folks if you want to get all tech headlines each day in about five minutes be sure to subscribe to dailytechheadlines.com all right we are going to talk about the apple announcements but we are not going to talk about them in the order that they announced them we're going to start with the tv stuff because that's got the most to say about it uh they announced two things one an upgrade to the tv app which is right now available on ios and tvos on your apple tv uh the, first of all, is going to come to the Mac this autumn. That's big. It's also going to come to smart TVs. So all those announcements we kept hearing about smart TVs getting AirPlay was probably laying the groundwork for the TV app to show up on Samsung, LG, Sony, Vizio, Roku, uh, and Fire TV. So Roku makes operating systems for TVs, but it apparently will come to the Roku box as well as to the Fire TV box. So this is a big deal. Apple's TV app is going cross-platform in the television app world. They are not coming to Android TV. They are not coming to Android, at least not at this time. The other additions to the TV app uh, will be something called Apple TV Channels. That's the ability to subscribe to services like CBS All Access, Stars, Showtime, and HBO within the TV app and without having to leave the TV app to go watch them. Right now, if I'm in the TV app and it says, hey, there's a, uh, there's a new episode of True Detective, I click that, it will launch the HBO app, and then when I'm done watching, I'll be in the HBO app. What this will do is say, when I'm ready to watch True Detective or Star Trek Discovery or uh, Outland- Outlander, those will all stay in the TV app when I watch them 
And then when I'm done, I'll still be in the TV app. Uh, They're also doing some cool things like adding a machine learning recommended uh, strip to the Apple TV app called For You that'll be better at recommending things than the TV app is now. Uh, There's a bunch of new stuff in the Kids tab uh, as well. But again, all of this coming in May. Allison, how do you feel about this part of the TV announcement? So there were a couple of things that I noted that I wasn't sure were true before or not, but they emphasized. So I thought maybe they weren't true before. They made a point of saying that these things are available online and offline. Yeah. So when you subscribe to channels, those will be available offline. Uh, and apparently th- th- that that has existed on these apps before, but you'll be able to download them from the TV app instead of, for instance, okay. me having to go into the Stars app and downloading Counterpart from the stars app i'll have them all together in the tv app and i i think it's really interesting that they're expanding across all of these different platforms but i didn't see a big giant bunch of expansion of the services i could watch on there i'm still i've got uh you know hbo and cbs all access and whenever star trek's not on cbs all access is gone so i'm like yeah it's really cool i get a little notification from the tv app telling me when the next version next episode of discovery came out and it actually does help me go remember to go watch it but i there's just there's just not enough content there for me yet i want to love it i truly do when i was hearing the announcement of how this all works and 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 looking at the visuals i immediately was like oh so it's what i do mostly in my plex app which is an an app that I launch on on my Apple TV <laughs> all the time. It's just with an Apple TV itself, and it it it's kind of stripping out apps that you're going into individually just a little bit more, and attempting to consolidate them in a way that seems sort of smart and learning more about your habits over time. But yeah, I think the real takeaways for me were being able to uh, watch. Um, uh, Apple TV content on another device. You know, I know a lot of Roku users are like, I don't want an Apple TV device. Well, you not now you don't need one. Now you have more options. Um, as far as the way that they're they're organizing their channels, it, it didn't seem too much like they've reinvented their own wheel. But <laughs> it did remind me a lot of Flex. Well, there was one other thing was uh, it's at a hundred plus countries. And I know we had people from all over the country in my chat room this morning, and they are all over the world, I should say. And I don't know that that was true before. I think it was something like 30 where the TV app was before. So, yeah, it'll be available in a lot more places. Uh, Honestly, you know, the two big things for some, I use the TV app on the Apple TV a lot uh, because (laughs) it has Hulu in it. Uh, and it has sports in it, and I subscribe to PlayStation View. So a lot of times I I now watch sports more regularly than I used to because it'll tell me, hey, the Illini basketball team's playing right now. And I'll be like, oh, you know what? I, I got nothing going on. I'll pop that on the TV. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think this will expose a lot more people to it because you can now do that on a Roku. You can now do that on a Samsung TV. Yeah. Uh, the the other thing they announced, though, that we should get to is the Apple TV Plus Originals. Now, all these were leaked before. Amazing stories from Steven Spielberg. The Morning Show, a comedy from Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, also starring Steve Carell. Uh, sci-fi uh, thing about everyone on Earth being blind starring jason momoa and alfrey woodward woodard uh little america with kumail nanjiani helpsters a 
Sesame Street uh, show about teaching kids to code, Little Voice from J.J. Abrams with music by Sarah Bareilles, and Oprah Winfrey coming out talking about doing two documentaries, as well as a book club somehow through this. Uh, This will be an ad-free subscription service with all of your shows available offline, new releases every month, they promise, whenever it comes. And it's not coming till (laughs) autumn, although it is also coming to 100 plus countries. And we don't know how much it's going to cost. Right. Yeah, that, they, they 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 very obviously stayed away from that. Um, so much, so many celebrities on stage. You know, it, some of it was a little clunky. Um, I'm sure they all practiced and everything, but um, it was it was an interesting 20 minutes or so of the presentation. Um, somebody on Twitter had said something like, "Well, that's an interesting green room in the back uh, at this particular <laughs> Apple event." Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there was a lot of I'm a celebrity. I've got this new show. Let me explain a little bit about it. For the morning show, for example, I I've mentioned on the show before, I'm a big Jennifer Aniston fan and I was interested to see what she and Reese Witherspoon were up to. I didn't even really get a sense of is this a scripted show? Is it like a something that's going to compete with the Today show on NBC? I think she said I, it was I, a drama. She did. Okay. Eventually, yeah, so I, I, I must have missed that. But um, I, I felt like uh, the trailer that kind of gave us a tiny sneak peek at, at at some scenes from a lot of these shows was more information that I got from most of the folks that were actually on stage. <laughs> well, and that's usually the case. So it was a little weird that they did the they did the upfront, bring the celebrities out, had them talk for a long time without showing their clip, and then uh-huh. all the clips at the end. I, honestly, the t- the TV announcement is not bad. These these are good incremental updates, but it's far from what they needed to do to set the world on its ear. Uh, the simplified billing, you know, channels, uh, more channels I- inside it uh, would have been would have been it. This this falls a little short of the oh my gosh, I'm going to have to switch to this, especially because these TV Plus originals, which are one of the big attractions, aren't even coming till autumn, and you don't know how much you have to pay for them. They're not going to be bundled as part of this service. All right, yeah, let's talk I about We're excited by the next announcement, actually. The Apple News Plus uh, subscription service was a lot more fully formed. Uh, it adds mostly magazines. They focused a lot on magazines and photography to the Apple News app in a News Plus tab that you pay $9.99 a month for. More than 300 magazines, The New Yorker, Esquire, The Atlantic, National Geo, Men's Health, Vogue. Uh, they also are going to have some content from The Cut, The Skim, TechCrunch, LA Times, and Vulture. Uh, as well as the Wall Street Journal. Now, CNN's Brian Stelter tweeted that the Wall Street Journal internal memo says that Apple's News Plus users will only get a curated collection. They won't get everything that's in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, So you're not going to be able to use this login to get into your Wall Street Journal account. You're not going to get everything you would get from an actual Wall Street Journal subscription, but you'll get some. And you get family sharing at no extra charge. Uh, Coming today in an iOS update, your first month is free, available in the U.S. and Canada. And in Canada, there'll be a French language version. They'll only have 30 magazines, not 300, but they will have the star in Canada. Uh, Coming to Australia and the U.K. and in 2019 and eventually coming to Europe, though we don't know when. The uh, a couple of things in there that was interesting uh, to me was family sharing. They really emphasized that 9.99. That's part of your family sharing too. So that's that kind of increases the value. I was curious because the Wall Street Journal is 300 bucks a year, and you're going to spend 120 bucks a year for this and get the Wall Street Journal plus all the other stuff. It's kind of sad that they didn't say that it was a curated part of Wall Street Journal. 
Yeah, they, it, well, I mean, it sounds like it's it's the lion's share of Wall Street Journal content. I, I oh, believe business reporting is 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 right. left out of this, um, at least as it's defined today. Wait, business reporting is not in it. Correct. I think oh, you're probably going to get wanted. Well, you're probably going to get the front page news. Is my guess. You're right. not going to get the things that are in the business section. You know, I, I'm I'm with you, Allison. It does when you when you're when you're doing the math. It's like okay, if you consume a lot of news and you and you you don't mind paying for good news then this would seem like it's going to save you some money. At the same time, as we consume news for DTNS, and probably more than the average person, but I think a lot of our audience is, is on our level as far as consuming news. It's it's possible to get real good news from a variety of sources for less than $10 a month, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> zero. So it's it, it sort of – I'd be uh, curious to see what kind of, of – of, subscription uh, usership they end up with uh, get, because there are always workarounds for this sort of thing. I use Scientific American's app uh, to access my Scientific American magazine subscription. About half the time I read the print version. And then when I don't have the print version with me, I'll read on my phone because my phone's with me. So I get the magazine aspect of this. And if Scientific American is in here, which I haven't seen, I might consider switching to this, although it wouldn't get me access to the SIAM website. So again, it's kind of like the Wall Street Journal. Like, do I really want for this one thing to switch to this? Although if it's compelling enough and I get these other things in here, maybe. This this reminds me of the early versions of iTunes and, and the TV store on iTunes where they don't have a lot in it now. But if they can get enough momentum behind it, they can convince other publishers to join. And then this could be a very compelling service. So uh, Barbara Schatz brought up an interesting point. Uh, they emphasized that the uh, L.A. Times was going to be in uh, News Pl- Apple News Plus. And the L.A. Times is one of those companies that said, nah, that GDPR thing, that's too hard. We're cutting off Europe. So you can't get the L.A. Times in Europe. And they're going to be having Apple News Plus in Europe in the fall. Now, I know Tribune publications cut off Europe. I was not aware that L.A. Times, which used to be a Tribune or Tronk publication, was still doing that. They're now owned I'm by somebody Bart else. On that, but I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah. he would be okay. right on that. So topic. he probably looked at it recently. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I, w- I didn't want us to miss out on is I thought the covers of the magazines looked really cool. That was very Harry Potter newspaper esque, mm-hmm. where the like they had the uh, National Geographic picture and it was moving. I thought that was really nifty. Well, and that's another part of this that's going to appeal to not everybody, but some folks. Uh, the same way that I never paid for Flipboard on my iPad, but for a long time, that's how I was reading everything. Because I liked the experience, I liked the way it looked, I liked the gestures, and and it it kind of grabbed me for for some time. So if the if the News Plus app gives people a you know a little a little flair on their otherwise drab business news readings, then you know there, there's something to that as well. A couple other Apple announcements uh, came in as well. Apple Card, which we were expecting, backed by Goldman Sachs and on the MasterCard network, will give you 3% cash back on Apple purchases, 2% cash back on everything else if you're using your phone to buy it, and 1% cash back if you use a physical card that Apple will provide. Uh, It'll be useful worldwide, well, because it's MasterCard. Uh, You can use your phone anywhere that Apple Pay is. Otherwise, you got to use that that physical card. Your wallet app will show your balance, your payment due, some budgeting features. They'll even use some machine language to make it easier to tell what's actually on your bill. Uh, The more compelling stuff, I think, is no late fees, no annual fees, no international fees, no over-limit fees. And if you can't pay back your credit card balance, you can pay multiple times a month in smaller amounts. Uh, They promise not to sell any of your data to third parties for marketing. And that 
physical card will be made of titanium with your name etched <laughs> by a laser. It also, because you have all your numbers on your phone, won't have your card number, your CVV code, your, expir- your expiration date, or need your signature on the physical card. That's all kept in your app, so you don't need to have that. That way, if somebody steals your card, they won't get your number. Uh, it's available this summer in the U.S. Also, they announced that Apple Pay is going to start working with transit systems in Portland, Chicago, and New York City. So it's funny, the stuff that you glossed over and then said the stuff you thought was really important, I actually saw it the other way around. To me, one of the most exciting things, of course, was 3% back on Apple purchases. That's going to save me like $400,000 a year. So I'm looking <laughs> forward to that, right? Wow. Um, but but the thing where they showed the cryptic code you normally see on your credit card bill, and you're sitting there trying to figure out who the heck was that? I'm sure I didn't spend that money. I've been hacked. And oh, then you have I'm to go with on you the on the location reminder. Yeah. So this this is going to take that secret code and, and the address that was on file for the company you spent it for, show it to you on a map with the logo of the company that you bought it from. I mean, that is that is fantastic. Listen, you know, it's it's nice that you're more responsible than the rest of us and you never risk late fees. But I'm, <laughs> I'm still no late fees, no over limit fees. That's huge for most people. Yeah, I, guess- I, 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 I feel like a lot of the stuff is like, it's very compelling to use the system as much as possible, except, and I may be the exception here, because I know a lot of people were like, oh, this card is so sexy. And I'm like, I don't want a titanium card. It sounds heavy. But Plus, I also know that there are certain places where you're going to need a physical card because uh, at Apple Pay is not going to be available. So I, I see where Apple has covered all its bases here. Yeah, so the card is just for taking out at parties and showing people how awesome you are because <laughs> you don't really want to use it because you only well, get one Well, but how awesome back. are you if everyone else can have one? Is it really like well, some first, cool thing? First. Being first, okay. And actually, I was really mad when American Express changed to a metal card because it was heavy, but titanium is actually very light. It has very high strength uh, uh, strength to weight ratio, so I'm a fan of the titanium. So wait, um, you can't cut up your card? Oh, you can if you're strong. Well, well yeah. but it has a high strength to weight ratio. It's very difficult to break. You can bend it, but it's hard to you break. To fold up your card. Yeah, you break. can fold it in half, but you can't. Probably can't. That, snap that'll it be the long. new party trick. Yeah, yeah, but did you cut up your card? How strong are you? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I, I, I was I, weirdly enough, I was most excited about the Apple credit card. I thought that everything about that was wonderful. Oh, one of the things they showed when they were talking about um, making extra payments during the month and stuff was that you could turn a little dial and you could see what the impact of how much you paid was over time. Right. Um, and and the, we didn't even say I don't think the cash back is daily. Like you spend a dollar, you get. Oh, right. No, that's a really good point. I did skip over that. It's daily cash back. So it goes right into your Apple Pay cash, which looks like they're just going to rename to Apple Cash uh, in your wallet. So if you're not in the Apple ecosystem, you don't know what that is, but in the wallet, there's, there's the ability to send cash to people through the messaging app. Uh, and it's stored in this little Apple pay cash card in your wallet. And so if you have this credit card, your cash back will immediately go in there at the end of the day, which is pretty cool. And actually, even if you're in the Apple uh, ecosystem, understanding Apple Pay Cash is very, very difficult. I spent 20 minutes on the phone with a rep from Apple, having them try to explain to me how it worked because I was changing banks that fed in and out of it. And she was laughing at her own description, trying to make sense. 
All right, let's get to the last announcement. Apple Arcade. Uh, Apple is backing developers to make exclusive games for the App Store. Uh, they described it as being a counterweight to all the free-to-play, in-app purchase-driven games. You'll be able to download and play any of these arcade games, whatever you want, whenever you want, offline. They don't require online to play. Uh, on your iPhone, your iPad, your Mac, and your Apple TV. Uh, they will not collect data on you. You'll get family sharing at no extra charge and they intend to launch this autumn with 100 plus new games in 150 plus countries with pricing and details to come so family sharing again yeah the family sharing was across the board on all this stuff they're like all of these services now i think this is going to be going forward if you pay hi this is janice torres from yo quiero dinero if you own or operate a business whether it's a local operation or a global corporation Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model in the market, perfectly designed for high volume, high speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. For one account, you get family sharing on top of it, at least for the new stuff. I was glad they didn't say family sharing on Apple Card, though. Although, I mean, honestly, that is that is a fair question, because some people like to have like uh, Eileen and I always have a copy of each other's credit cards. Uh, It would be nice to be able to do that, I think. As an option, I would think it would be nice to be on your credit card, too. Well, yeah, you're, you're, can we? We're married. family. She's married to me. That's a whole different situation. Oh, okay. uh, 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 hey, Apple Arcade, uh, we, we may get some thoughts from Patrick Beja about this tomorrow, uh, but a really interesting sort of indie focused uh, way of going about mobile gaming. Uh, not, I wouldn't even say casual gaming because there, there's some pretty sophisticated titles in here, but but it's certainly not in competition with PlayStation or, or the Xbox. Hey, Thanks to all those who participate in our subreddit. You can submit stories and vote on them at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com and facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. 
Nate Langson is back with us to share a preview on legal changes to allow electric scooter rentals in the UK. Thanks, guys. Now, I know some of you listening love those electric scooters from the likes of Lime and Bird, and some of you hate them. But did you know they're illegal in Britain because of a law written in 1835 that's still in force today and, in fact, was the same law used to ban Segway from roads a few years ago? We discussed this ridiculous law on text message this week because, finally, lawmakers here are going to talk about changing it. That's right. A law written to stop you riding a horse on the sidewalk is finally getting looked at. All that plus some gentle mocking of a different lawmaker who thought every knife in Britain should be fitted with GPS is out now on episode 162 of Text Message, available at techpodcast.uk. Back to you. I also learned on that episode of Text Message uh, that you can bring a sword into your exams at an English university and get a pint of beer. However, it is against the (laughs) rules to bring a sword to your exam. So you'll get kicked out, but you'll get a pint of beer. Eh, eh, it's a trade-off. Know. I know. Yeah, depending on the day, it might be worth it. Yeah. You weren't going to pass that class anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nate. We always are smarter because of you. And thanks to Allison Sheridan for being with us on Apple Announcement Day. Could not have asked for a better uh, uh, part of our quartet on the show. Allison, let folks know where to keep up with all of your other work. Well, you can always go to podfeed.com. And the one thing I've just posted uh, yesterday that was really fun is I did a, a full lineup of the uh, iPads. So on one little chart, you can see all of the different uh, iPad models and make your trade-offs by seeing it all in one spot instead of having to flip through a whole bunch of stuff. So super fun. Yeah, you basically uh, said the Apple Store has a chart like this. It's way too confusing. Let me make it usable. So I'm really glad you did this. Thank you. <laughs> Go check it out, folks, podfeet.com. Folks, our goal each month is to get one more patron than last month, and you could be that person that puts us over the top, become a DTNS member, and get an ad-free RSS feed, special episodes from myself on how we do the show, uh, special episodes looking back on the tech news of the past, and more. Be that one extra person. Become a member right now at patreon.com slash DTNS. Do you have feedback? Do you have questions? Do you have something nice to say to us today? Well, our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. That's a great way to do it. We're also live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. Join us live if you can and find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Back tomorrow with Patrick Beja. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. 
jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.